Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. When your kids rush out the door each morning for school, what's in their lunchbox? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey tracked down an expert for smart advice on preparing balanced, tasty meals that will power your kids through their busy day. Roy? Thank you, Chris. We're talking with Dr. Sandeep Gruwal. He's an MD, board certified by the American Board of Internal Medicine, and he has a medical practice in South Carolina. He's also the author of Fat Me Not, Weight Loss Diet of the Future. Dr. Gruwal, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you for having me. So if you were going to point out one of the biggest mistakes that parents make when packing lunches for their children, what would that mistake be? Well, I think the biggest mistake that we make is to send our kids with either a can of soda or a sugary drink or iced tea. And the reason I say that is because there was research done on rats, and most of the obesity research is done on rats because their behavior is very similar to that of humans. What they noticed was when the rat gets a sugary soda, it eats more that day. And as they kept on giving the rat in the lab sugary soda every day, the rat started showing binge eating behavior and started eating uncontrolled. So it's not just about calories. The sugary drinks are also about change in the eating behavior. So when we send our kids to school with a sugary soda or a juice from concentrate or a iced tea, what we are doing is we are changing their eating behavior. They are going to school and they are going to eat more that day. They are going to have more cravings that day. They are going to eventually gain weight and they are going to have eating behavior problems like binge eating. So that's the reason we should not send kids to school with sugary soda every single day. I think many parents think just getting a hot lunch at school may be the best option from a nutritional standpoint rather than bringing a lunch from home. What's your opinion on that? Well, we know that the kids throw away almost a billion dollar worth of food at school because they don't like it. So many kids may want to eat hot food, but I would encourage parents to check in the schools. Are they really getting the healthy lunch that they think they are getting? Because many times in schools, what we are getting is high carbohydrate food, which is not good for kids. And many times kids may go to school and buy something which is not good for them. For example, cookies and cakes. Many times kids may want to substitute their meals in the school with just snacks, which is the wrong thing to do. Because research again shows that whenever somebody eats a mixture of fat and sugar, which is cookies or cakes, what happens is it increases their cravings and they would consume more calories. So it's very important to make sure what they're getting served and it is healthy. Obviously, the big challenge is coming up with something that's nutritionally balanced and yet something that your child will eat. What kind of advice can you offer there? Number one, it all starts with breakfast, even though we are talking about lunch at this time. Make sure your kids do not skip breakfast when they go to school because when they skip breakfast, their metabolism goes down. Number two, they won't have healthy eating habits. And many times when you skip breakfast, you kind of don't get hungry at lunchtime too. So it's very important that send them to school with breakfast. Once they get to school, you can pack them peanut butter and jelly sandwich on a wheat bread. Try to choose healthy, non-GMO, antibiotic-free foods if you can. Many times you can give them pasta, salad with veggies, tuna sandwich, whole wheat or whole grain bread whenever you are sending them with bread. And many times you can cut the breads into different shapes like circular, cut it into a fish shape or a talking head or something like that uh, to make it interesting and appealing for the kids. How serious of a problem is childhood obesity today? Well, I think it's getting very serious. We know the obesity in U.S. has tripled since 1950s and 1960s. And we know that obesity in kids is also 
increasing at a fast pace. And if we do not teach our kids how to eat healthy, we are going to have a more obese population than before. Now, latest research show that there has been a slight decrease in childhood obesity due to efforts from the government and other agencies, but we have to do more. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Sandeep Gruwal. He's board certified by the American Board of Internal Medicine and is the co-author of Fat Me Not, Weight Loss Diet of the Future. Dr. Gruwal, the primary focus of your book is weight loss, of course, and I think pretty much everyone is looking for just that one magic bullet that will help them lose weight. But you write that there really is not a single solution. There are multiple things you need to do. Yes, there are multiple things to do, and there are very easy solutions. Many times we overlook easy solutions because we are always looking for that hard, hardest thing that we can do to lose weight. But weight loss is actually very easy. The current diets, like the low-fat and the low-carb diets, they are based on research done in 1950s and 1960s. And since then, we have had numerous amount of research, very good data, and many techniques which have proven to help us lose weight easily. And that's what we try to bring it in the book. You also write that the only way to truly lose weight is to eat real food. How do you define that real food? For example, if you have a choice between steak and protein shake or powders, what is the best food to eat? The best food to eat is steak. And the reason is because when we eat steak, we have to chew it, then it goes into our stomach where our stomach has to convert it into a mush, and then it goes into our intestine where the enzymes come and digest this protein into smaller molecules called amino acids, and these amino acids then get absorbed. So a real food causes our body to do a lot of work. So one-third of the calories from the steak would get consumed in just digesting that steak. So we get discounted calories there. But if we drink a protein powder or shake, it's a liquid form. It doesn't have to be chewed. It doesn't have to be crushed. It doesn't have to be broken down into amino acids because it is in the form of amino acids. And our body doesn't have to do work and it hits us with more calories than if we eat steak. You also write that strenuous workouts are not necessary to lose weight. Now, we're probably talking about two different things because strenuous workouts are recommended for things like cardiovascular health, right? Right. I think you bring up a great point because exercise is good for us, no doubt about it. It is good for our cardio health. It is good for everything. But where we make the mistake is we think exercise is necessary for us to lose weight, which is not. It is our diet. The changes in our diet have to be there for us to lose weight. Exercise only contributes about 10% to weight loss. And that is a good news for many people because many times we are postponing to lose weight just thinking when I get time to go to the gym or when I get time to exercise, I'm going to lose weight. But we don't have to do that. Many obese patients of ours were not able to exercise because of their obesity and joint pains and things like that. But changes in the diet would bring about 90% of the weight loss and that is what we should focus on first. You also write about the importance of giving up both artificial and natural sweeteners. That sounds like a pretty tall order for most Americans. <laughs> right. Many times what we think logically should happening does not happen in our bodies because it's a totally different machine. So we assume that because we are eating artificial sweeteners, we are going to have zero calories going in and we are not going to gain weight. But it doesn't happen that way. And there was research done on people who drink one diet soda a day and what they found out was these people were craving more junk food. So when they did MRI on the brains of these people, they found that their brain had switched their cravings from liquid to solid food because we cannot replace solid food by artificial sweeteners and things like that. 
So many times our patients, when they come to us and they are trying to lose weight, but they have bad cravings they cannot control, it is usually happens because of artificial sweeteners, and we have to have them to stop that. Best is to eat real sugar and cane sugar in limited quantities. That's better than artificial sweeteners. Dr. Sandy Gruwal from South Carolina, certified by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the co-author of Fat Me Not, Weight Loss Diet of the Future. Dr. Gruwal, do you have a website where people can learn more? Yes, slimplatesystem.com. You can go and learn more about strategies to lose weight. It has a blog there also, and the website is slimplatesystem.com. Well, thank you again for joining us on InfoTrack. All right, thank you for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.